I want to speak and call out the gold in your life, Myron. The Lord showed me the first thing, the first part of it. He showed me at home, and we'll see what the Holy Ghost does from there. But one of, what the Lord showed me is he's, he's just about, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start tonight, but he's removing all the disappointment from your life. And there has, it's like the Lord says, there's been a lot of disappointment, and it started in childhood. And it's just gone down through the years, in your teenage years. And, and some of it by people, but some of it just by situations that didn't pan out. And, um, and then there's been disappointments in uh, uh, just a lot of areas. And it's gone down even through into your adult years. And even in recent days, there's been disappointments. And the Lord says, I'm just about to lift, or I'm lifting that disappointment. I'm just taking it out of you and you're going to be like a whole new man you're going to be free you're going to be free because uh in the disappointment <clears throat> for whatever reason and unintentionally walls got erected and these walls have even though you were tender on the inside toward god these walls have been brittle and and uh hard and it's been like hard to for things that God wanted to show you to come through and things you wanted to express to come out. And uh, so God says, uh, just receive this as I take this disappointment out of you and I take these walls down and uh, just just let, let the Holy Spirit, let God give you a whole new start, a whole new beginning. Hallelujah. And you'll take the wisdom from before, but you will you will leave a lot of stuff behind. And God's going to give you a new way of doing things. You're going to embrace a new culture, a new way of, of living, so to speak. Uh, there's some downloads God wants to give you. There's some downloads that are going to come. Kind of, at first, it's going to be just one right after another. And then there will be some space between them. But it's like God's going to catch you up on some downloads loads that you didn't get because this disappointment was just pushing it away it was just it was just uh, afraid to hope it was a uh, it was uh, it was not even hearing what was being said it was the and so God says that's just gone now and you're going to hear on another level you're going to see what you've never seen before you're going to have experiences in God you're going to have a wisdom you're going to use some of your old wisdom but you're also going to have a new wisdom Wisdom, and it's going to be a wisdom that's uh, softer and people are really going to hear you for the first time because not only were things not getting into you but things you wanted to speak it was like they were going through a buffered wall and it was like people didn't hear them or they didn't hear them right or they heard them muffled and so God says no you're going to have a voice that's going to be heard and you're going to have a, a, a tenderness about you you're going to have a, a, a wisdom about about you you're going to have a there's just going to be a song in your heart that has not been there a long for a long time and there's going to be some new revelation there's going to be uh you're going to take hold of some things that 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 you were you heard but you just didn't know how to take hold of them because they didn't fit with the old paradigm that you were in and God's just releasing you from that right now and uh, you're going to you're blessed to be a blessing in the name of Jesus and the things that you hallelujah hallelujah you're God's you do you just look to God hallelujah and uh, instead of uh, looking to man or looking to situations or uh, because uh Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because God's not going to disappoint you and He's going to give you some things that are hallelujah. There's, it's like um, jewels. He's giving you, um, uh, hmm, hallelujah. He's giving you some precious stones, some precious gifts. That's what it is. It's precious gifts. And I, uh, hallelujah. But it's like rare. You know how. Uh, Mm, like um, what do you call it? gemstones some of them are very rare 
and he's going to give you some rare things, some rare, a rare gifting, a gifting that, that uh, won't be like anybody else's, and you're just to take it and walk with it, and it's really going to open up some things for you. Hallelujah. And uh, it's going to be a blessing to the body of Christ and to the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so I just saw, I see a, like a metal band that's been around your head, and that right now it's like we just by the spirit clip that and and your mind's going to be free from some troublesome like things have just uh you haven't worried but it's just been like there's been a strain on your mind and so you're free from that strain against the mind and nearly you're even free from the strain to walk in faith be in faith faith is going to be an easy thing where you don't where you are you can be happy and walk in faith you can be relaxed and walk in faith hallelujah instead of it being such a you you've had you felt like you had to guard yourself so much and you're going to just be free from all of that hallelujah so right now we just thank you for heaven holy spirit release those downloads release those things from heaven onto myron right now in jesus name and free him from everything even things that i didn't know to say but holy spirit you know and fill him Fill him with a fresh anointing, a fresh joy, a fresh, uh, a freshness of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You receive that? Hallelujah. Now, uh, uh, Pamela, I want to pray this. I pray that the Holy Ghost, that God, you take a, a, a it's like a laser sharp knife, and right now cut out that nodule we pray that that right now you will do that in for pamela in jesus name hallelujah receive that hallelujah receive that receive that holy spirit come upon her and cut that out right now in jesus name i release the anointing into her in the name of jesus i just felt i felt led to pray that it was a prayer hallelujah it was a prayer and lisa i want to call some gold out of you um by that i mean i want to call the goodness out of you but the lord said uh i want to put some things in you but that he's uh, uh, you have fought a battle and you've known you were fighting a battle but you didn't know what it was you were fighting and the lord says that root thing that was down in there that's been causing you the problem is just a root of fear and it, the root of fear sometimes will cause us to come across bolder and like and then we even have to be and even uh just nearly uh uh in our prayers just kind of nearly wanting to attack and fight and fight the devil and fight people and and just fighting to survive and fighting for the good things and fighting and the lord says no that that's not that's that needs to be changed and so right now change inside of her and take all the fear all the fear even it started as a little girl Lord, take all that fear out of her in Jesus' name. And Father, I ask you to put uh, Lisa on a season and a sabbatical of rest. Just a rest in the spirit that she's not experienced in, mm, I don't know if she ever has. Lord, we thank you for putting her in that place of rest and that there's not, she doesn't have to strive. She doesn't have to strive to be perfect, strive to be excellent. Lord, no more. Just resting in Jesus and just walking it out in the name of Jesus in this, in this beautiful, beautiful place of rest. And we thank you, Father. Download, Lord God, that into her right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Let me just look around a minute, see if there's anything else in the spirit here. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, Myron and Leanne, I just see that there's going to be something with this download that Myron got that you're just, your marriage is going to be just uh, uh, so exciting and fulfilling. And uh, it's going to be like, we just, we want to be together all the time. We want to talk all the time. Hallelujah. I just, I just see you just skipping along, holding hands and, and hallelujah and talk, just sitting in a booth at a restaurant. 
restaurant and just uh, chatting it up. You know, hallelujah, just talking, hallelujah. There's gonna, there's a lot of talking that's gonna come forth in the name of Jesus, and it's not just gonna be Leanne, you talking and Myron listening, but there's gonna be actual talking, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I just praise. I see you so happy, Leanne. And I see Myron so happy in the name of I see Myron like jolly. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the marriage, the marriage is in on that too, on that download. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, and in fact, uh, oh, I see. Ooh, hallelujah. There's going to be people say, well, what happened to Myron? Uh, I believe that. I see that happening right now in Jesus' name. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for freedom. Thank you, Lord. Freedom to love on Myron in Jesus' name. To express love. To express it uh, in a just a big dimension. Not just a little dimension, but a big dimension. It's just going to flow. It's going to flow. And you're not to hold back, Myron, because you could stop this. But if you'll just cooperate with this move and this work of God that He's doing in these days, well, uh, you'll just grow. It's going to grow. It's going to grow. And it's not going to be Leanne getting the words. You're going to get words and you're just going to flow. In fact, you're going to flow together where she, where you, uh, you're kind of back and forth even. And so that'll be a blessing. That'll be a blessing to the church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I want to talk about tonight um, things we have prayed for. And uh, things we have prayed for. I don't know why I named it that, but that came up in my heart. So we'll see how that goes. You know, the things that we have prayed for on Monday night prayer and on Wednesday night when we've prayed and Sunday morning prayer and and the things that we've prayed for in services uh, take a renewed mind to receive them. You know that? And it also takes a renewed mind to sustain the things that we've prayed for. When we get it, it takes a renewed mind to sustain it. And our minds are to be renewed to catch the imaginations and the ideas of God. There is an answer to every question on earth in God. There is a solution to every problem. There's no disease that there's not a solution for. But we've just not tapped in far enough. We've started tapping in, but we've not tapped in far enough. And some men in the past have tapped in enough to get solutions to diseases like polio and, and whooping cough. And those things have been solved. Hallelujah. Because somehow a man by the... I, whether he was a prayer or not, but, but by the prayers of the church, you know, pushed some scientists over in, uh, into those places as, uh, as the church cried out for answers. If, when I remember when I was a little girl, I was pretty young, and so I, don't, I didn't remember why, but I just remember my mama telling me we couldn't go to the swimming pool. And that was about polio. I remember, you know, no, we can't go to the swimming pool. Uh, and, and different things like that. So don't remember details, but I just have a faint memory of that. So we have answers to these questions. And the renewed mind is designed by God to catch the answers. And the renewed mind belongs to us. Jesus paid the price. Just like he prayed for salvation, he, prayed for, he paid for healing. He paid the price for a renewed mind. So we receive the renewed mind not just by getting in the Word. You could get in the Word and not get a renewed mind. Do y'all know people that read? I know people that read the word and their mind is not renewed. I know people that have the word memorized and their mind is not renewed. They still think like the world. So we receive the renewed mind by faith. And we can turn to the word then and heck, get understanding. Is that correct? Do you believe that? Um, so uh, praise God. Concerning worship. I think the Lord showed me as I've been seeking Him and I saw us do what we did tonight. I saw it a couple of weeks ago and then this afternoon I thought of it again. I had not thought of that again. And I thought of it and so I just got out my iPad and those two songs really stood out to me. So I said, we can do that. We can get over there and worship. And I think what the Lord's saying to me is the answer to everything we've prayed for and all that we want is in worship. And another thing he said to me is, we're not lacking anything. We have what we need right now. Hallelujah. We have the technology, if nothing else, to have 
uh, to have worship. It doesn't take a a uh, orchestra or but and I'm not talking about singing songs. I'm not talking about just uh, praising God. I'm not talking about clapping and praising God. Although there's a place for that, and I'm not even talking about just like sometimes I'll have y'all just raise your hands and boy we'll really praise God and it is anointed and we really get in there and we really do it, but that's still not worship. But what we did tonight, that was worship, and it was a beginning. And we could have gone longer, but we're learning, and we're getting started. Amen? And so it was good. And the anointing of God came in. The anointing of God came in to support what then the words of God that came forth to set people free and uh, to, to take people to the next level. Uh, so we have to go after these things in the Spirit. Proverbs 25.2 says, you can look this up, you can write the Scripture down, but it says, the, it is the honor of kings to search out a matter. So I'm asking you, are you... And I'm not just talking about, well, I prayed and I talked to God about it. No, I'm talking about getting the Word and search out a matter. I'm even talking about some other things. And when we know we're a king, we take responsibility to seek God. And we take responsibility to find the answers, to find the answers for our family, to find the answers for, uh, and not just going week and week and week and month and month and month, doing the same thing and not getting results and thinking somehow we're someday God's going to do something, we're going to get a breakthrough. No, we need to search out the matter and find the answer. Amen? And as we seek God, then we'll get a breakthrough. It may happen. The breakthrough may actually happen in church like it did for some people. But, you you know, usually you get those breakthroughs in church because you've been seeking God. Now, sometimes God will give a person a word and speak glory into them to try to give them a jump start when they're just stalled out and they're about to fall in the river. Have you ever seen a car that was rolling backwards and it was going to go in the river? A lot of people, their lives are rolling backwards and they're about to go in the river and it's like the car won't start and somebody needs to give them a jump start. And that's what you do out on treasure hunts is you speak words into people's lives and give them a jump start before they slide right into the river. Hallelujah. And sometimes that happens in church. But like Brother Hagin said, right before Christians, he said, you know, Christians can get on the spiritual junk heap. He said, if you don't be a doer of the Word, you're going to wind up on the spiritual junk heap. I used to like to hear him say that. And so sometimes God will give a word to somebody that's just about to be on the spiritual junk heap, actually has one foot in that, that cesspool of trash that, uh, that you get at the... Uh, the uh, Dump ground, hallelujah, y'all, praise God. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a, hallelujah, just open your trash can and take a smell. And some people's lives kind of smell like that, hallelujah. Um, and uh, so God will give them a word. But a lot of times, those, the, the breakthroughs come because people have sought God. You know, and so I know you have in the past and you are again. Um, so when, when you know you're a king, you take responsibility to seek God and find the answers. I believe the answers to all our prayers are here. Uh, not, not for the next level, but I'm talking about for this level. We've prayed enough prayers. We've sought God enough that, that the answers are here. We are no longer waiting on something to happen. We're just waiting on ourselves to engage. Amen. And so uh, let's turn over to uh, Mark chapter 8. We'll start there. And we'll look at some scriptures tonight. Actually, I have quite a lot of scriptures wrote down. I don't know if we'll get to all of them, but we'll get someplace. So the answers to our prayers, and I'm talking about not necessarily the answers to your private prayers. I mean, for yourself and your family, because you may still need to do some more praying. The Word talks about how that there's vials in heaven and that they are full of the prayers of the saints. There's a very strong case that can be made that when we get our vials full, that's when we get our answers. And so if we're not putting anything into the vial, hallelujah, there, you know, it, the Bible talks about how it tips and it pours out. And so God's not waiting. You're not waiting on God. He's waiting on you. And that includes everything. Amen? And that's in my life. I'm not preaching to you and saying, well, I'm exempt. No, that's for me too. Amen? But corporately, for where we're at today, for what God wants us to do, we've prayed the prayers, we've believed God, we've sought Him, we've called it out, we've decreed it, we've declared it. Hadn't we, Claquina? She's like, yes, God, we have. And, uh, and, 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 and we have it. It's here. 
And so now it's just a matter of, find, of discovering it with the renewed mind and with eyes to see and just start engaging it. Amen? Hallelujah. So that was good news to me. Mark, you know, Mark chapter 8, verse 17. Hallelujah. says, And when Jesus knew it, he saith unto them, Why reason ye, because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not? Everybody say, perceive ye not. I just don't want Jesus to say, why do you keep praying about this? Perceive ye not, neither understand, have ye your heart yet hardened? Having eyes, see ye not? That's what the hard heart, they can't see anything. It's like, I don't understand, I don't see, I don't hear, I'm not, I don't know what pastor's talking about. Got to look at our heart. It's hard. And, you know, the, the bad thing would just be to continue with that instead of saying, Lord, show me why my heart's hard and where it's hard and help me get rid of this because I want to see. You know? And so uh, a lot of times when we have a hardened heart and we're not seeing and we're not hearing the things of the Spirit, what we end up doing is trying to get spiritual results with natural principles. We just start getting in the flesh and just doing it by rote. You know, I can do a lot of stuff in the flesh. You can too. There, we, every children's minister in here could go back there and teach it just in the flesh. You wouldn't even have to prepare. You could just get it out, draw it on the board, talk about it, you know. And you know what? Guess what? You, the kids wouldn't know as far as saying, Mama, we had horrible children. They're not ever going to say that, especially if you took them on the playground. Hallelujah. They're ne but one thing's going to happen is you're not going to see a production of fruit in their lives. They're not going to increase. They're not going to grow. It's going to take spiritual things. It's going to take revelation. It's going to take... And, and we need to be having revelation for children's church, not just... And I'm not on the children's ministers, but I'm just using that as an example. But we could do that. I can get up here. Pastor could. We can download a sermon off the internet. Or we... Huh? There's, they're everywhere, and that's what they do. That is exactly what a lot of ministers do. One minister of a huge church in Alabama said told somebody on the golf course, told somebody that knows somebody we know. And the somebody told some person we know, and then somebody we know told us, see, he said, I know what I'm going to preach six months from today. Well, he's not getting a download from heaven. Hallelujah. He's getting a download from the Internet. And the sad part is that people by the thousands will buy into it. They buy into it because people are so hardened in their hearts, they don't see, they don't hear, so they can't tell the difference. And especially if you take them on the playground, the spiritual playground, so to speak, and you blow some smoke in the room and do some light shows, and the praise and worship's good, but not necessarily anointed. You know, not necessarily. We went to a Rodney Howard Brown meeting. Now, he's one of the most anointed men on the face of this earth. In fact, a lot of what we're enjoying in the church today got started because God sent a missionary from South Africa to get the church out of a rut in America, and Rodney Howard Brown came to America. But we went to Jackson, Mississippi to see him, and he brought his own worship leader, and it was pitiful. And, and uh, Tony Collins from... Molten, Alabama, he looked over at us. He's taller than us, so he looked down at us. And he said, there ain't a drop of anointing in this room. Now, he spoke Alabama talk. He said, there ain't a drop of anointing in this room. But I tell you what happened, though. The, when the worship leaders sat down, Rodney Howard Brown walked in the room, and it was like, the anointing of God came in. But I just wonder where he could have gone if the man, of, the man on the piano and the worship leader had done something, okay? And so... Praise God. <clears throat> oh, hallelujah. I just thought of something, but I'm gonna, I'll, maybe that'll happen next week. So trying to get spiritual results with natural principles, with the flesh. Operating low-grade revelation and low-grade anointing. We've got to seek God. Well, the, the more we seek God, the higher our anointing, the higher our revelation will be. You know, hallelujah. These things aren't automatic, in case you thought they were. I know everybody wonders, well, what do Pastor and Miss Debbie do? I look at the number of people. Well, they could take a job. Well, it takes the same amount of time to seek God for 20 people tonight or whatever's here as it does for 5,000. It's the same amount of time. And actually, it takes us more time because we have to go to the post office and stuff that other people have somebody do that for them. 
We don't, you know, over in Birmingham, in that big church, the pastor isn't going to go for stamps. Hallelujah. So that's why it takes us full time. Amen. Okay. Now, let me kind of back up a little or so. In 1999, we went to Brother Copeland's meeting in uh, uh, Fort Worth, his pastor's meeting that he always has every January. And the best thing sometimes about going to a meeting like that is getting to go into the big bookstore. Woo, I got it. Because you know it's a spirit-filled bookstore. It's not like Lifeway where everything's Baptist in there. And uh, not that I, I mean, see, I'm happy to have Lifeway, but, you know, we are for no Joyce Myers ever in there. Have y'all noticed that? Mm-hmm. They will order it for you, but they're not going to display it. Hallelujah, or anything like that, anybody. So went in the bookstore and picked up this book in the bookstore called Glory by Ruth Ward Heflin. And um, hallelujah. And, you know, Pastor and I were toiling, but a lot of uh, for the kingdom we were toiling. And toiling is never good, you know. Hallelujah. And we were toiling, and we were toiling hard, and we were hungry. I was hungry. I was so hungry, and I was a little frustrated, not a lot. Sometimes you're kind of frustrated, and you don't even know you are, but you know you just, God... This is like, i got to have something that's food. And so I bought this book, and it's like, oh, my Lord. It was like I could have ate the paper. It was that good. It was so, it was like, God, it's everything my soul ever longed for. Everything I've long wanted and so much more. And didn't even know I needed it and didn't know where to look. Don't you love the Holy Ghost? will help you. He's a helper. Oh, thank you. So he showed me this book, and I read it. I never heard anybody mention it, never never knew anything about it. Later, I heard Mark Hankins mention it, but that was a couple or three years later. And so, um, one of, uh, you know, begin to see, see and hear some things about the glory. So, when we talk to you about the glory in this place, this isn't something we heard about last week. Hallelujah. It's something we've been processing. And I realize that some of you hadn't been processing it that long, but part of it's your own fault. Because how many books have I held up here? How many books have I read from in this page? And I would just ask you, have you ever read one? Have you ever bothered to go on the Internet and even order anything I've recommended and actually read it and see? And see? And and just, you know, I'm just asking. I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm asking because you're not going to see it unless you see it. And somebody's going to have to show it to you for you to see it. And we sometimes tell you things, but, you know, it's like, well, we don't really believe them because there's just 20 people here. Now, if Mr. Big over in Birmingham said it was right, well, we'd all be about it. You know, that's how it happened when Rodney Howard Brown went to Rama Bible Church in 1994. Everybody in Ramah sat there for four days as he talked about the Holy Ghost coming on you and laughing and, and dancing in the Spirit. And he talked about all those things and they just sat there. They sat there. This is what people told us. They sat there. They did not move. Nothing happened. And on the, like, the next of the last night that he was going to be there, Brother Hagen finally got up and come up the front and he said, This is God. And they said the whole place just went nutso. But we shouldn't have to have Brother Hagen. Well, anybody, if you're waiting for Brother Hagen to tell you, you got a problem. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's gone. Hallelujah. And if he comes back, that's not even allowed in the Bible. You know, it says don't talk to the dead. You know? Okay. So anyway, they just went wildly crazy. And I read this in a book recently, this part. 4,500 people went up for Mark, Rodney Howard Brown to pray for him. <laughs> and Randy Clark said he was at the back, very last one. He was at the back of the line. So would you like to wait for 4,500 people to get prayed for? But, but, but Randy Clark got prayed for, and, and he, didn't, it was, he didn't really want to act crazy, but he did anyway, you know. And five times he was down on the ground. And, but he went back to his church and everybody in his church because you take that with you, you know, it gets in you and on you. And he went back to his church in uh, Indiana, I think is where his church was at that time, Indiana or Illinois, somewhere like that. And so he went back to his church and he took it into the church 
And uh, everybody's getting all this, you know, they're laughing, they're getting crazy, they're all acting like Lynn, rolling up under the rolling up under the pew, you know, getting just clobbered in the Holy Ghost, getting just, you know, and getting a download, hallelujah. And so, and the, uh, the area directors, and this was a Baptist church, the area directors are getting all of this and, and everything. And so, uh, John Arnott in Toronto, Canada, heard about it and he called he called randy clark and said come to my church and randy said i was insecure i didn't even know if god had backed me up because i was new in this and so he and but somebody called him on the phone and gave him a little word of prophecy that gave him the courage and so he went and that's what's known as the toronto airport revival that is nationally known and people all over the earth are touched even us indirectly even though now our camp told us it wasn't of God but it was you know and uh, I didn't say Brother Hagin said that he never said it but you know a lot of people just anyway so but we've been all affected by it directly or indirectly by the Toronto Airport revival. And on uh, it went on for weeks. Actually, it went on for 12 years, but not with Randy Clark the whole time, of course. He didn't stay that long. And so they, uh, Randy Clark was there a long time, and so uh, everybody heard of Roland and Heidi Baker. If, I don't know if you have. But anyway, there's this missionary couple named Roland and Heidi Baker, and they were in Mozambique. And so he came over to the Toronto airport to just get refreshed, and he said, you know, i got to bring Heidi. So then that summer he brought Heidi, and they got refreshed. But then later, like I don't know, maybe a few weeks later, Randy was back at the revival, and um, so Heidi comes. Heidi comes to the revival by herself. And she is so wiped out, she said, God, if you don't do something, i got to just go find another job. I cannot do this. I am just exhausted. She was just totally wiped out, burned out. And so she's saying this. And so right in the middle of Randy's sermon, she goes up to the front, gets on her knees, and starts praying. And Randy just keeps preaching, but he stops and he says, Heidi, God wants to know, do you want Mozambique? And... She shouted yes. And then for the next seven days, she could not get off the floor. They carried her into the service from the hotel. Uh, just some people from the church, not people she knew, people from the church just picked her up that night, carried her to the motel room, threw her in the bed. The next morning, they just came back and got her and take her up there and throw her in the floor. And she said every once in a while somebody would say, she probably needs a drink of water. So they'd come up there with a bottle of water and just kind of pour water into her. And then every once in a while somebody would say, she ought to go to the restroom. They'd come get her and kind of walk her to the restroom. And then they'd come back. And for seven days this went on. But let me tell you, I told you all that to tell you this. Let me tell you what happened out of that. 10,000 churches in ten nations and a million souls from Heidi and Roland Baker. Now, they've been at death's door two or three times, both of them. I mean, Mozambique is a is a not a place you want the Holy Ghost to send you. I mean, if you go, you want a download before you go. Hallelujah. But can you, can you imagine the fruit from revival, from the move of God? We're going to have some fruit in this church. I don't know if we're going to have 10,000 churches in 10 nations, but there's going to be some fruit. Yes, Hallelujah. So uh, we don't want to try to get spiritual results with natural things, do we? Because you can see uh, that didn't work. It wasn't working for Heidi, and it wasn't working for them. So uh, <clears throat> since that day, I've read a lot of books, uh, because, and, and God has just been faithful to lead me to the next one. And every time I, He leads me to one, I usually try to share it with you in some way. Maybe I'll bring it to prayer, or I'll do something. And uh, so I've not... See, God, what God does, He's not doing in secret. He's not doing it over in a corner. But he's not advertising it down at First Baptist on the marquee either, what he does. But if you want to know what he's doing in the earth, you can find out. 
But you're going to have to do some seeking and you're going to have to you're going to have to spend some time maybe reading a book. Or hallelujah, dear Lord in heaven, the internet. You can hear Heidi and Roland preach. You can hear, you can hear uh, John Arnott. Who, who do you need to hear? Rodney Howard Brown? Who has to say it for you to believe it? You can find them on the internet and listen to them. You can go to YouTube and find sermons. It's all there. Every worship song that they're singing, everything is there. And some of it's, hey, I don't want to hear that. Just turn it off and go to the next one. Hallelujah. That's what we have the Holy Ghost for. But hallelujah. Um, so God always feeds the hungry. If He's not feeding you, it's because you're not hungry. I hope that some of the things I've shared in the past have made you hungry and that you took the time. Uh, so true spiritual life is composed of spiritual experiences. You're not having a spiritual life if you're not having some experiences with God. And some of the experiences we have with God, they're huge. Like uh, seven days on the floor in the same clothes. Did I mention in the same clothes for seven days? That's a sign and a wonder in itself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't it? Oh, Jesus. Good thing they weren't in Alabama. They were in Toronto where it's cold. You know, <laughs> isn't that the truth? Uh, so um, some of these experiences won't be huge, but, but small daily experiences should be, and encounters with God should be a part of our life. You know, uh, it might be a tear in praise and worship. And when you tear up in praise and worship, which has happened to me a couple of times lately, what I know is the Holy Ghost is on me. He's on me. He's touching me. You know, it's not just emotion. Uh, it might be a song that just comes up in your heart out of the blue and you just are belting out a song. In the, but, but the Holy Ghost is, and you go, where in the world that song come from? We hadn't sang that in years. Or I used to hear my grandmother sing that. Uh, that's, a, that's an encounter with God. That's an experience. Of course, we want bigger encounters than that. Trust me, I want bigger. But we need to be thankful when we have an encounter, even if it's like that. Uh, it might be a download. We might just feel the Holy Spirit come upon us, and, and we don't even know what we're getting, but something, you know, something came. It might be a, a time of worship where you get in, you just put on something on the, your iPhone or your uh, iPad, or you put something from and you listen, and all of a sudden you got your eyes closed, and all of a sudden you see colors, and you go, oh my, I just, well, that was just the sun. Well, you know, believe what you want to believe. I always believe for the spiritual. I always say, no, that was spiritual. If I see a flutter in my house, I say that was an angel. If I see a piece, a little light streak, I say that was an angel. If I see a rainbow, I say, God sent it just for me. It's a promise. It's reminding me that He's there. He's promising. It's a sign. It, God even said it was a sign. Amen. If we're having an eclipse that only happens every uh, 50 years, I say that's a sign. And it's for us. It's for us right now that He's up there. He's doing this for us. You know, it might be, uh, uh, that, like I said, an impression of angels. Not, maybe you didn't see light. Maybe you didn't see anything. Maybe you were just impressed that there's an angel here. Just an impression. Or maybe you saw it in the spirit. Or maybe it was uh, a dream. You had a dream. How many times do we just say, oh, that was crazy. Instead of seeking God to see if there's something in it. Amen. And finding it. Or a vision. A little, you know, some visions. I think some people discount and say, I don't have visions. Because they don't see. They're not caught up into the third heaven for three days and see a panoramic vision. But a lot of visions are just like the shutter of a camera opening. Boy, is that fast. And you just, all, you just saw something. You didn't even know, you know. And if you, you could miss it so easy. But if you're asking God to tune you in. And, and these are experiences that we build our spiritual life on. And it builds us to get us to the next place. And to hope for more. And to seek God for more. Because it, 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 
it, it, it's good. It feels good. It tastes good. It satisfies. And I mean, there's nothing worse than old dead, dry religion, is there? Hallelujah. There's nothing worse than striving. Oh, hallelujah. There's nothing worse. Wor- hey, you can, you know, you can even be, you can even be doing what spirit-filled people do. Confessing healing scriptures. And I'm not discounting that. I do it still. But if you're just, if it's dead, it's dead. And you need to say, I got to put something else in here and bring this back to life in my heart. I can just tell you right now, this is a word from heaven. Some of you need to listen to some different people than you've been listening to because the other, because they don't have any new revelation. They're playing on the radio the, 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 the sermons that they preached 20 years ago. They're not preaching new ones. They're retired. And that's fine if they want to retire. But I want to hear from somebody that heard from God yesterday. Hallelujah. And sometimes you just got to put away those things. Um, <clears throat> Job 33, let's go over there. Might be a scripture you hadn't seen before. Might be. It was, I hadn't seen it before. Job 33, 14. We kind of tend to discount Job. We kind of tend to think, well, none of that's true, you know. (laughs) Don't y'all kind of do that? Well, like, this whole thing's not true, that book, except the first chapter and the last one, and then everything in between is just hallelujah. But there's some truths in here. Hallelujah. Job 33, 14. Um, For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, in slumberings upon the bed, then he opened the ears of men and sealeth their instruction. I believe God wants to speak to us uh, in dreams and in, uh, in a vision, night visions, he calls them. Dreams and visions of the night. Hallelujah. Why? Because we're not perceiving sometimes what he's saying during the day. And so we have to, but always, always, dreams are always used. They're never... Um, they're never real. They're cryptic. You know, if you dream uh, a dog bit you, well, it's very unlikely that that's what God's trying to say. But you've got to seek Him to find out, you know, hallelujah. Why, why the, in the, this dream the dog bit you? And He'll show you. And it's not hard. You won't have, let me tell you, you're not going to have to seek God for. Three months to see what this dream meant. If you have to seek that long, just go ahead and just put it back on a shelf somewhere. Maybe someday you'll understand it. But, you know, it'll come to you. It'll come to you. You might have to seek him. Because, you know, you get up, you go to work, you're not thinking about it. So you might have to bring it up before him and, and spend some time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Joel says, and you know this, in chapter 2, that in the last days... In the last days, and we all agree in here that we're in the last days. That in the last days, there's going to be signs and wonders. Signs and wonders and visions and dreams. God's going to really amp up the speaking in the visions and dreams, although He always has, but in the last days, He's really going to amp up how that speaking to us in visions and dreams. Now, visions and dreams and signs and wonders, these are not just curiosities. Like, oh, isn't that amazing? Or isn't that neat? Oh, God spoke to me in a dream. I'm so excited. No, the vision and the dream or the sign and the wonder, they are agents of change. They're agents of change. It's like, here, see, wake up, come on, get a grip, look at this, pay attention, I'm talking, you know. My mother used to say, pay attention. I'm talking to you. Pay attention. Well, that's how God does us sometimes. I'm talking. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you some more. Hallelujah. The key is always to seek God. God's waking us up and He's calling us higher. And the key is always to seek Him. Signs, uh, speaking of signs and wonders, signs point to a greater reality. We don't aren't to get caught up about the sign. We're to look at what the reality God's saying. For instance, if a glory cloud comes in here, like let's just say a smoke kind of a foggy looking cloud was to just 
began to roll in from the back. They say, I've heard people say that. It just started rolling in from the back. A foggy cloud. God wouldn't want us to get caught up in, oh, a cloud, a cloud, like we'd never seen a fog in a cloud before. We see that all the time in Alabama, don't we? Uh, No, it's like what he's saying, there's a greater reality. What's the greater reality? Can anybody tell me if a foggy cloud rocks in? Does anybody besides pastor know what the greater reality is? You will when I say it. You'll go, of course. Hallelujah. It's the presence of God. It's not the cloud. It's the presence. And that's what he wants us to see. Like that sign there. Exit. Is there a greater reality than the exit sign? What is the greater reality? You can go out. It's an exit. That is the greater reality. And so that's what signs are. There's a greater reality behind them. Amen. The rainbow is just not pretty colors. There's a greater reality. And it doesn't just stand for one promise that God's never going to flood the earth. It stands for all the promises of God, in my mind anyway. And that's how I see it. So we're to seek Him. We're seek, we are to seek to understand Him beyond our own understanding. Seek to understand beyond what you understand. Hallelujah. For over 100 years now, and even going back to Joel, but we know for over 100 years, starting in the late 1800s, the prophets have prophesied that there would be an end-day revival. Hallelujah. And so, hallelujah. Praise God. It's time to seek Him. Amen. Romans 9.32. Let me remind you of this. We use this scripture Monday night in prayer. And... uh This is what I believe about revival at River Church and about this promised end-time revival. Romans 9.32 says, Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law, for they stumbled at that stumbling stone. We're going to stumble if we seek this revival by works and not by faith. Amen? So we use our faith on revival. Now, let me close down. We've got a few minutes because we've already, I think, ministered. We'll pray for you afterwards if you want to, but we've ministered what the Holy Ghost wanted, and we've worshipped. River Church. Pastor said this Sunday morning, but I'm going to repeat it just for emphasis. Uh, River Church, and if you think this way, you need to change your mind tonight. River Church is not a church that divorced her building and moved across town. And if that's what you think, you're thinking all wrong. It's not a solution. River Church was not a solution for failing finances at the old building. Because if it was, it was a very bad solution. (laughs) Because we had to actually, for a a year, pay two payments. So that was not a solution. But what River Church is, and you have to grasp this by faith. You have to see it by the Spirit. But I trust that you can. That it's a new plant. It's a... It's, we birthed a church in Tuscaloosa. And when we first moved to Tuscaloosa several years ago, whenever that was, 1997, we didn't know how to plant a church like the church God wanted planted. So he just had us come and do what we knew to do, which wasn't his ultimate what he wanted, but he said, just do that a while. And then when it's over, you know, he told us. And we got a lot of experience, and we learned some things, and we learned a lot about the town. Amen. But now this church is only a little over one year old. That's how old this church is. And so if you think, oh, my word, you know, well, it really looks good for one year old. We're really strong in some things for one year old. We're strong, and and I want to talk about that tonight. Um. So we need to do what Philippians 3.13 says. is, and, and here's what happened is a lot of people that were in that old uh, paradigm, they came with us. But it's just like we'd all been living down at Dothan, and we said, y'all want to go up to Tuscaloosa with us and help us plant a church? And you said, yeah, we'll just move to Tuscaloosa, which is exactly what several churches in Birmingham got started that way. Whole bunches of people moved from uh, Colorado to start a church. And... Uh, what's his name? The black preacher in Dallas? 
T.D. Jakes. He moved from somewhere over in the east. Huh? West Virginia. He took a whole bunch of people, came to Dallas to help him start a church. So it's exactly the same thing, but sometimes because we didn't get to, we didn't get to get a new house out of it. We didn't have to have a U-Haul trailer. We didn't, we just like, we don't, we, it's kind of hard for us to grasp. But I want you to start grasping that because it'll really, really help you. Amen. So we got to do what? Philippians 3.13 says we got to forget those things that lie behind. I mean, we, and here's the, my point. Not just the building, not just, we got to forget how we did things. Because this is, this, God doesn't want us to do it. So expect a lot of new things. Expect us to do some things totally different. Amen? Because he doesn't want to do it the same. He doesn't want to... And here's another thing. He doesn't want us to copy any church in Tuscaloosa. Because if there was a church that we could copy, why wouldn't we just go to that church? All of us. You know? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I do a new thing. And that's the word of the Lord. Behold, I do a new thing. Now, it took us some time after we moved to process some of this because in the moving, it was such, it was so, uh, it was such a, uh, we were obeying God, but it was so tiring that it was like, okay, you know, where are we? <laughs> Who am I? Where am I? What am I doing? And so now, but now we're on, you know, track and have been for some time, but we want to get this across to you. So we're not to compete with or copy any other church in this town. There's no model. There's no model. In, in Tuscaloosa for what we're doing. Hallelujah. So we don't care if our worship doesn't look like theirs. We don't care if our prayer's not like theirs. We don't care, you know, hallelujah. And, and like Eric's point, Eric was talking this week, and he said, uh, and this is so true, we, don't, we, can't, we can't even compare our building to theirs. If we're going to compete, you know, we're starting in a, you know, but we're not even trying to be that kind of church. It's a whole new model of church. Amen. And here's the thing, and this is what I wanted to get to, and I'm going to close, is we've got to do what we're anointed to do. I've been meditating on that all week. What are we anointed to do? Well, one thing we're anointed to do is this church is anointed to pray. I, I, I'm not even trying to compare us, but we're anointed to pray. And we need to get known for what we're good at. Amen? Because if we get known for what we're good at, people don't even care what the building is like if you're known for something. You know? It's like, it, hey, you know it's like um, uh, tamales in West Texas. If you get known that you can make tamales, we don't care what little shanty you're living in over in the west side of Seminole. We're going and knocking, and, and they sell them out. I know the food department might not approve, but, you know, that's tough. These ladies can make tamales, I'm telling you. I mean, they boil the hog's head, and I know y'all might not. Yeah, oh, hmm, hallelujah, hallelujah. We never had Christmas Eve in West Texas that we didn't have tamales with whatever we were having. Oh, I mean, they're delicious. I mean, and I'm not into hog's head and stuff like that. That would be like, eh, I don't want to look at it. But, man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, tamales made like that. You had never had one. Amen. So it doesn't matter what kind of shanty it's in. We used to go to the, the Monterey, and it was in an old house in Seminole. But we would drive from Seagraves to Seminole to go to Monterey, and it was in an old house. And then they finally got a... A building and Eric he was really little and he would cry we'd be going well we're gonna go eat Mexican food. He'd go, I don't want to go to the Monterey <laughs> so we laugh and joke about it. Eric doesn't want to go to the Monterey he had a tender tummy back in those days anyway so we are gifted and anointed in healing and we're not we're not the highest and best I want to go further I want to go faster I want to learn to pray in ways we've never prayed you know, I want more people praying, but we're anointed for this. And we're anointed for healing. I know it. We don't know everything, but we know some things. We know enough to get us going. We are anointed for teaching and training. Not in every subject, maybe, but there's a lot of anointing for teaching and training in this church. Me and Pastor aren't orators. We know it. If you want an orator, you're at the wrong church. 
I mean, if you want somebody that is just smooth as silk and butter and they never stutter and they, I was listening to somebody on TV today and it was really good. And I'm like, you don't even ever uh and ah and, you know, but that's not who we are and we're not even trying to be. Hallelujah. Pastor Buzzy, he always said, I'm just a redneck. Well, we're not that. We're not rednecks. We're sodbusters, I guess. We're just old sodbusters from West Texas. Amen. Not really. I don't even identify with that anymore. But anyway, <clears throat> one of the things that we're gifted at, and we need to develop this in this church, is the gifts of the Spirit. And it's not just me and Pastor. Because there's this, there's this thing called impartation. And everything God's given us, we've, had it, we've imparted it. But not just us. We've had people in this church that came as guests that, imp- that it, it came in with them. It came in with them. I've been studying and learning some things about impartation. And so now I'm like kicking myself. It's like, oh, I, we should have had our hand, we should have had them lay hands on us for that. Because that's one of the main ways impartation comes. So gifts of the Spirit. Another thing we're anointed for is just believing. We'll just believe for a skunk to turn completely black from black and white. We, I mean, if, you, if there's a purpose for it, we'll just bless God, get down and believe it. Hallelujah. And I want it to get bolder and crazier. So hallelujah. We'll pick this up next week. Because we got to go some places further in this about how to get there and how to do this. Amen. So, Pastor, I'm going to end this tonight. I bless you. I speak blessings on you. I speak revelation on you. I speak hearing and knowing and seeing with your heart. Hallelujah. I speak a new grace on you. And uh, we'll just keep going. Pastor, you can come. Welcome to Wednesday Night Church. Hallelujah. Boy, you know, I... I look every, every Sunday morning, the guys come. You know, the Anthony and Kathy guys sit back there on the back. They don't come every Sunday. But they drive from Bankston, Alabama, which you go to Fayette, which, you know. And then you turn, and they, then you go ride and go to Bankston. I, and, and, and they just, it's an hour. And that's a tough old road down. It's not a fun road where you just interstate it and just, and they are just thrilled when they get to come and i am just thrilled when they come because they are hungry and everything nothing is taken for granted they just sit there and and invariably the lord comes up with something it's like lord not the guys and even kathy she said i hate to come up and get my hand prayed for because every time we come but you just see there's a transaction there that they don't take it for granted they're paying a price and it's something that keeps me and debbie it's like anybody that would drive an hour to church Pastor Michael, you better have something. You better not just, you know, punt it out there like it's just the home folks, like just, you know, us four and no more. You better, somebody drove an hour, you better, when they go home, on the right way home, they better say, that was worth the drive. And that's what we all have to remember, that it's just not us home folks. Now, I want to tell you all something. I know there's just us tonight, but I want to tell you all to, based on what she said. The Lord told me before the service, and he said, she said, do you have something? The Lord, this is what he said, and I just was waiting on the timing. He said, I'm going to anoint your strengths. I'm going to anoint the church's strengths, but I'm going to anoint your strength and to pay no attention at what you're no good at because there is nobody that's good at everything. We're all, we're all, we're in him. It comes on you to be good at anything. I can do all things through Christ. But we all have impartations, and we have things that we lean towards. Like, like Garland is very merciful and very compassionate in his personality. And so we, we, you know, but he can rise up and do anything that he has to. Myron is on the other side of that spectrum, which he's, you know, I'm not saying he's not merciful. But he is not that merciful, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he will tell you what Garland won't tell you, and you know. But but so you get the you get the drift here before I get in trouble. Hallelujah! That we have strengths, and God's going to anoint our strengths, and just pay no attention to that. Our strength is not a glorious building. That's not our strength. Now, will the Lord withhold that from us if we 
play to what he's playing than the building or whatever. Who knows? It, but we're going to seek first the kingdom is what I'm saying. And so uh, concerning the finances here, now we want a spiritual church. And we're just not going to tell you all about the money around here and just say, oh, you know, it's just about this and it's just, we're just not going to do it. And you ought to take notice in your own family. You ought to take that model and you ought to go there. But on the other hand, you ought to, you ought to when you come to church, you ought to ask the question, cause some, just because they're not hollering and, 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 and we're not, because the Lord doth provide. But boy, there's an anointing and a grace on those that do step in and make it their supply. In other words, when you say, you know, I'm feeling led to give to River Church today above and beyond this and everything. I feel that, but they're not mentioning anything, so everything must be fine. I'll just, you know, we'll just go to Sears after church or whatever. No, you, you just go, I'm going to follow that unction because that's where the river's flowing, and I'm not going to hear it, but I'm going to know it. And then you'll find out later, you know, because I've had people uh, give before, and um, I'll call them and I'll say, well, you don't know, but that was so just right. I'll tell them after the fact. So they go, well, you know, I had this and I was led by that. So y'all just keep your money spiritual. Keep it obeying. The scripture we're on this month is submit, the, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Draw yourself nigh unto God, and he will draw unto you. And uh, we're on that. He, I quit preaching it, but we're on it. So we're submitting ourselves to God. And you know, we got to get our money right. None of us in here have been smart enough, naturally speaking, to say, I can just turn a million dollars next year if I want to. We all have to have Jesus help us with our money because that's not been our strength per se. Do you all get what I mean? I mean, it's, we've just not been naturally... Uh, we've had people in the past that had a strength that way, but right now, the Lord didn't tap in somebody just saying, you, know, you need a 100000 I'll send it. So he wants to... He wants us to be sensitive and to be obedient because that's how he's going to bless us. So we're receiving our midweek tithes and offerings. And tonight is your night, hallelujah, to go into the future with the blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And I tell you what, I know and not you know, there have been, there's been pressure on the tithe in the, in the natural realm over the last year. And, you know, if you never flinched, glory to God, or if you flinched and repented, glory to God. But always come back to that place where you make Him your source. There is no other source. I'm telling you, there is no other source. It doesn't matter, where, it doesn't matter what somebody gives you. That was not a source. Hallelujah. Woo-hoo-hoo. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So tonight, we're going to push our lives forward. Hallelujah. We're submitting ourselves, therefore, to God. And that way, we can resist the devil. Lord, we thank you right now for the word of the Lord that we heard tonight. Lord God, it strengthened us. Lord, it changed our thinking. Lord God, it empowered us to come up higher, which is all we want to do, Lord, is to be where you are. I want to be where you are, Lord. And what you're doing, that's what I want to be doing. And what you're having, Lord, that's what I want to be having. I have nothing else to think about except who you are, what you're doing, and what you're having. So, Lord, we release our tithe. We release our seed tonight because that positions us to do, to be, to have, and to do what you're doing. Lord, thank you tonight. Hallelujah. The devourer is rebuked for our sakes. Satan, take your hands off our money, off of our businesses, off of our jobs, off of our opportunities, off, off of everything that God has sent and is sending. Take your hands, in Jesus' name, off the anointing of God on our lives. We receive increase now. I receive increase now. We receive increase now. Increase that's been sent is being received now by us in this place. We receive the increase. We are blessed to be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. 
Now, someday we'll get to tell you, I suppose, or maybe, the miracle flow that got us from that property over to this property. It is just as amazing as walking across the water in so many ways. But, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's just irrelevant right now. It's not finished. And uh, there's three millionaires that are coming to help us finish the work. So what do we care? What do we care? What do you care if you're funded? What do you care what God tells you to do if you're funded? I'm If I'm funded, I don't care. Now, if you want to be rich and famous, you might care, but we don't, so we don't care. Hallelujah. I bless you in Jesus' name. Debbie's got some announcements. She's going to bless you. Uh, I'll make this real quick. Uh, be sure and start by If you haven't bought your Firestarters book, you are going to need that. So be, uh, be sure and pay for that at the book table. And Firestarters is going to start August 14th. And for those of you that we talked to, I don't know if everybody's in here, but we'll make sure everybody finds out that we talked to you about being a table leader. We've kind of had a change in plans. We're just going to we're going to do it without table leaders. So just come and enjoy. Don't worry about being a table leader because uh, we're going to do it a different way and it's going to work out better god's been tweaking it and helping us helping us get a better revelation so i wanted to announce that and uh, praise god we'll see you sunday